One of the most important skills in this industry is creativity. You must have an open mind as a property investor, as a property entrepreneur. The people who are going to make money in 2024 are people with an open mind. If that is the fact, then you have to be good at leverage. How do you leverage debt? How do you leverage debt? How do you structure debt? And how do you restructure debt? Are you thinking about building your wealth? Are you thinking about where to start or not knowing where to start in your wealth creation journey? At Property Wealth Education, we teach people how to get started, how to build an empire, and how to invest passively and actively using property in your wealth creation. Month in, month out, week in, week out, we have curated courses that is available to you, free and paid, and through our upgraded mentorship program, The Wealth Circle. So if you're thinking of building your wealth, we want to invite you to click on the a link below the show notes on this video uh, to book a call with us we'd like to have a chat to help you start to build your wealth build a legacy for yourself and your family jazz welcome to the wealth and business podcast dr daniel thank you very much for having me great i'm so excited for this i'm really excited as well uh, it's my first podcast opportunity and what an amazing host to uh, have me on. Oh, fantastic. I'm really excited for this. So, Jazz, for those who don't really know you, who is Jazz? You know, who well, is Jazz? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, my name is Jazz. I've been a member of the Wealth Circle community for uh, a little while now. Yeah. Uh, I've got a background in property myself. So I've been working in an investment agency for around about five years mm. uh, with a focus on buy to lets across the country predominantly the northern powerhouse cities yeah so Birmingham's Liverpool Leeds Manchester Sheffield these yeah. high growth markets uh studied finance we're looking to uh, segue into my own property business and ventures yep and uh that's by the grace of God I, I come across uh, you to help me on the journey there was a talk on a Sunday uh, it was a, a talk related to uh, wealth and business yeah my coach who I'd been working with at the time for about four years uh more of a life coach rather than a business coach. Mm. We had a really, we've had a really close relationship. I was mentoring his son as well on on his journey. Wow! And uh, I was just networking, having a conversation, and uh, I introduced myself to to you, and uh, we got chatting. At that point in time, I didn't even uh, know who you were. I hadn't come across your content, and you said, "Oh, you're in property as well. Oh, so am I." And then later in the evening, I saw you were the keynote speaker for the entire event. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we met on um, almost like neutral grounds so we could, where I could be really authentic with you. Yeah. Um, there was no preconceived notions on either side. Yeah. And uh, whilst you were giving your talk, I, I remember I asked a, a question about your transformation from Uber driver to uh, a property investor and entrepreneur with a multi-million pound portfolio yeah um so yeah that was the start and that it was a question at the end which uh, led to this moment in which i asked for some guidance yeah um, wow. on my property business and journey absolutely this episode of the wealth and business podcast is brought to you by our partner and sponsor ramsey and white ramsey and white is an award-winning specialist intermediary covering property finance wealth management and estate agency. The Razium White team can help you secure or source funding for your buy-to-lets, your HMOs, your commercial development, holiday-lets, portfolio acquisition. They also offer financial reviews covering pension and investment. Not restricted by lenders or locations, the team at Ramsey & White will help you build momentum 
covering or growing your investment portfolio. Feel free to contact Ramsey and White, who is our partner and our sponsor for this episode of the Wealth and Business Podcast. The links to contacting Ramsey and White will be somewhere around the show notes. Make sure to reach out to them as this company has actually helped me build my property portfolio over the last six years. And this is what it's all about, right? Growth, success, you know, as we mentioned before. So growth in itself is a massive success, you know, and um, I think one thing that changed for me as well was being able to ask the same kind of question you asked, you know, when I was getting started in this whole thing about building wealth, creating success, becoming the greatest version of myself. At some point, sometimes you do feel lost. You know, sometimes you feel like, is it actually attainable? Because trust me, it's a journey of a thousand miles that only begins with one simple step. But sometimes that simple steps is hard to take. Mm-hmm. You know, that one simple step is so hard to take because we're surrounded by, uh, you know, naysayers. We're surrounded by people that's going to not lift us up or bring us down sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's almost it's almost like sometimes you have to do something different you've never done before to, uh, you know, to, to achieve that growth, to actually transition from the ordinary to going through that extraordinary and i remember when you asked me that question the only thing i can actually picture mm. was an entrepreneur who is already there all right an entrepreneur who is thinking okay i'm already there but how do i actually take that bold step to the extraordinary journey and i saw that i can help with that i saw i can take you from the ordinary to the extraordinary and nothing else i could actually imagine in that very moment i just saw in my head, I just saw ordinary take him on the journey to an extraordinary. And I, as soon as I came off the stage and I looked at you, I shook your hands like, let's go on that journey of go making you the extraordinary. And uh, to be honest, in working within the last couple of months, I am so grateful that I made that choice to accept you into my circle. And I'm looking forward to what the future is. Uh, so in a, a, a prerequisite to your your question i would say the reason that um i've become quite attracted to you is because you know you're doing quite well for yourself but you've got very big ambitions mm. um given that we've spoken uh, quite a lot uh, in the recent recent time i can see you've you've invested at 10x levels in yourself <laughs> you know serious i do spent time with some serious people and you're still very um motivated to, to unlock the best within yourself mm. and that you went through a, what, a 20 year journey and only in the last six years that you've come out on the other side yeah and i felt like i was going through that myself i've been plowing away at, at other bits waiting for that moment to um unleash the surface mm-hmm. so that's one reason i really like what you're doing is that the level of ambition you have and where you want to get to even though you could probably pack it in now if you wanted to you, you want to go to, to new heights and I think it's amazing to be around someone that has that kind of vision and drive for themselves and that's what I wanted close proximity to yeah um, in terms of my uh, vision in property I've always had a focus on, on the northern cities mm. um, historically speaking I understand there's a lot of opportunity in the northern cities yeah there is a, a, a massive transfer of wealth between the south and the north in terms of what I'd like to do personally uh, along with you know working with the inner team yeah. uh, yourself yeah and the wealth circle community is to you know really build my brand within property yep do a lot of collaborations yep. um do a lot of deals and, and work my way up to larger scale deals mm-hmm. 
raising money and working with some uh, esteemed people, you know, investors, professionals, and more people like yourself. Yeah. Your journey in particular, that's what I really like about your book, The Test. Yeah. Your, the main focus is on, on transformation. Yeah. So in terms of myself personally, in terms of being on camera, making content, sales, that's where I've got you know a bit of experience. Mm. But in terms of the, the shift in mindset from, away from property to a business to mm -hmm. make the property successful, yep. that's uh, a shift that I need to go on myself or, or I'm currently going on yeah. along with your guidance yeah. because it's exactly what you, you talk about and preach. So yeah, true. these are serious lessons that I'm taking away in terms of my personal transformation true interesting you say that you're very right a lot of people they they're in very interested in about the property they're very interested about the transaction but what they actually not you know in tune in tune with it's actually being an entrepreneur entrepreneur comes with a lot of creativity mm -hmm. entrepreneur come with are you a good marketer are you a good salesperson are you a good manager are you a good sound you know you're good in operation you know which is what you have to know you have to have kind of you don't have to be perfect at all of them you just you know you're just going to be someone that need you that understand how to delegate how to administer how to manage how to turn things around because let's face fact you can learn about property sourcing and would never sell a deal mm -hmm. if you don't understand entrepreneur the creativity entrepreneur for me entrepreneur was never about money entrepreneur was about the will entrepreneur was about creativity entrepreneur was always about making things happen and i think in property that's something a lot of people lack you know people don't understand that it takes an entrepreneurial person you know to actually make a deal happen so an example is I didn't have a I didn't have a hundred thousand pound cash sitting in the bank for me to start property. Mm -hmm. Today I have built a multi-billion pound property portfolio. Uh, you know, generate significant income. You know, have uh, you know have over twelve staffs. You know, working you know within the property wealth corporation structure. You know, uh, including VAs and as well as including people on ground. We have an office. Um, it, it takes a lot of being of being an entrepreneur to make these things happen within a short while. And I, again, I also believe in the power of company. A company means that being in a company of people, mm -hmm. all right? People don't actually understand what a company really means. A company is not a business you start in your room. Yes, you can start the business in your room, but don't let it remain in your room. A company means actually going out, have an office, right? have people in the company. So it means company of people doing things in one direction that is what a company really has but obviously in england we're more into this sort of self-employed let's get paid mentality rather than actually let's have a business that you know grows into having people around you that can obviously uh, stand test of time so so for me that that is something that i definitely definitely have learned over the years and and uh, apart from learning all of that over the years i've also started to to understand the power of networking so again you mentioned about the test without networking i don't think my business will be where it is right now uh, but going back to the question you uh, asked uh, in terms of uh, finding out more about your year per se yeah i know we're coming to the tail end of 2023 2024 is just around the corner yeah what i'd really love to find out dr daniel is what was the biggest challenge you had this year in your property journey or your business journey? Good question. Wow. <laughs> you know, interestingly, 
at the beginning of 2023, I wrote something down on my paper, on my on my on my vision book, because mm-hmm. uh, I have this vision book where I am I, I I've planned my next 10 to 20 years. So I have this big book I carry with me every single day, where I've actually planned my next 10 years to 20 years. So in that 10 to 20 years, what I've done is actually work my way back by year. So this year, in that book, so the initial part of the book. I wrote down raising 1.5 million, which a long time ago I've achieved that. Mm-hmm. So I got to the first milestone where I've raised over 1.5 million, uh, you know, to expand my business to whether that's monies I've invested in deals, whether that's monies I've invested in, you know, uh, marketing, whether that being basically I raised that 1.5 million to basically establish this company today. And 90% of those funds is being paid back to all my investors. There is no one single investor that is listening today or who has borrowed me as little as a hundred thousand pounds who I haven't paid back. So 90% of my investors' money has been paid back, distributed back to them, you know, and last year I wrote at the beginning of 2022, I said by the year 2023, I would have raised 3 million. So that would have been my fresh 3 million pound raise. So in money raising finance, sometimes you have the first series, you have the second you have the third, you have the fifth. Obviously, I'm not going, I'm not trying to go venture capital at the moment, but I'm just saying this is just basic way I've structured my money raising, mm-hmm. you know, uh, processes. So as I said, oh, I'm going to raise my first one. I remember in 2019, when I first wrote out, I would, I want to raise 1.5 million. And I think I achieved that. By the end of 2022, I achieved raising over 1.5 um, million pounds. So because I've done that, I wrote down, and I said by 20, obviously in 2020, in 2021, I wrote down that by 2023, I would have raised 3 million pounds. I would have taken my property portfolio to around about 12 million. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that down. So at the beginning of the year, I haven't, I haven't shared this with my, with my students, with my mentees. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to raise, um, I'm going to raise 3 million pounds by the end of the year. So the biggest challenge for me in 2023 was that I wrote it down that I'm going to raise 3 million all right but there was something i didn't do right i kept networking with the same kind of class of people so people who gave me the initial 1.5 million so i just for me it's almost like i was in my comfort zone mm-hmm. right i was just in my comfort zone because i could easily reach for a hundred thousand pounds and i'll get it i could easily reach for fifty thousand pounds i'll get it so in my mind initially it was like okay yeah no problem if the next project comes through i'll easily just reach out you mm-hmm. know so there wasn't a lot of stretching myself mm-hmm. you know so my mind was you know i already have that network i can always reach out to get the free million but what i did not do which i eventually did past the middle of the year was to actually say you know what i cannot be in the kind of rooms that i was in in 2021 2022 and then to be in a kind of a different room so reaching out for international investors Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. this is something that I never really wrote down because I always thought that I, all the money I was going to raise is in the UK. Does that make sense? So every single yeah. funds I need to raise to grow my portfolio to 100 million by the year 2033, those funds will come in from UK investors. So th- And that was the biggest mistake that I made in 2022. So somehow... I shared the story with my with my World Circle community members. Oh yeah, I'm going to raise three million pounds, and these are all the investors because I had a few people I was talking to. But going past January, February, March, April, May, June, roundabout June, 
those funds that I was thinking that I would have raised because the goal was that by June 2023, I would have raised the three million pound thinking that I was going to raise that money within, you know, investors who are currently here in the UK. Mm-hmm. I had to change the strategy, you know, from the summertime to now collaboratively connect with multi-billionaires and multi-millionaires outside of the UK, which means it was completely out of my comfort zone, right? First, I had to build a new level of, you know, conversation with those individuals. And because they don't really know me, because they don't really know the UK laws, I don't, you know, they don't really understand how property investments work in the UK. So it took me from June all the way to now, all right, to keep you know, rubbing shoulders, being around the rooms whenever they were in town, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, collaboratively engaging with them and so on and so forth. So it became very, very, very challenging. So by October this year, I wasn't hitting my goals of raising three million pounds. Ten months into the- ten months into the year, I wasn't raising the three million pounds that I was going to raise. But something changed for me though, and um, towards about November ending. I realized that actually something changed. The kind of connections that I made in 2023, boy, like it was absolutely insane. So I met someone that eventually has got me uh, in, you know, invitation to the US to meet a very high net worth individual. And not just that high net worth individual in the US, as well as, you know, I'm going to be, I'm not going to say give, give away the information. I am meeting a very top individual again as well in the US. So that's a second person. And I also had the privileges of, you know, a few, more, a few weeks ago, I sat in a room with a former president of a con- particular country and, and we had a very good, you know, conver- conversation. And and I actually said I wanted to meet with high net worth individuals in their country. And that conversation was really, very, very successful as well. And one of the things I came to realize as I speak to you and I have a reflection now is yes, by just before Christmas, a lot of my investors have come through to giving me that 3 million, all right? now but i had to change a lot of strategy because what gets you here won't get you there so sometimes you build and you build you know you you get to your comfort zone so for me i think i go into my comfort zone as well because by 10 months in it shouldn't have taken me that 10 months in what was the biggest change aside from the actual room what was the biggest change within yourself what were you doing differently that you were doing in that room that raised the initial 1.5 million to the rooms that you're in now with you know people that are very influential uh for, for countries and corporations yeah what is it you're doing different about yourself to attract that kind of trust that kind of that level of funding i think longevity because i've been here now for i've been doing what i'm doing now for the lot over the last you know six seven years i've been doing what i'm doing now uh automatically uh having a personal brand you know gives me a lot of invitation you know to very exclusive rooms mm-hmm. okay um and what am i doing differently is that my experience has kicked in so um before the year 2023 um i was for example i only, I only written one book right and before the year 2023 i only probably uh 
have met maybe one millionaire you know the first multi-millionaire i ever met in the u.s john mallot you know and we we had a we built a great relationship and we've spoken a couple of times and the first time i ever met such an individual was a couple of years ago and probably at that time there, there are there are there are ways i could actually dip into a conversation maybe i still did not have the confidence of having that conversation at that level but having not met multiple of them you know because the truth is that wealthy people the, the way they discuss and it's very very completely different you know and obviously they know they know when you're when you're having a conversation with them and when you're taking the conversation somewhere for me one of the things that i've come to realize is that they're more humble you know wealthy people are very humble people okay yeah they're very humble people they need they want you to share your experience you know they want you to show facts and figures and they want you to refer they want reference so what can you refer to that you've achieved so it's very achievement-based conversation what have you achieved what's next so imagine if i haven't achieved a lot that conversation is it's not going to lead anywhere so it's, they don't want you to learn on their money understood they don't want you to come and gamble mm. they don't they don't want gamblers they want they want you to, be able to show them what, what yeah what have you what, you deliver what have you delivered mm. you know can i check can i can i re just to recap what we were discussing yeah the biggest challenge for you last year is january 2023 no, this year yeah january 2023 so start of this year you you said you were going to raise three million yeah six months in you hadn't done it nine yeah. months in you hadn't done it and things are starting to materialize later on in the year and the way you've been getting to that position is that you've changed the rooms in which you're yeah. dealing with people absolutely and also your experience over the last six seven years is now really coming to the forefront yeah your case studies and what you've delivered on so far is helping build that trust and credibility absolutely your brand itself yeah absolutely and this is one of the things i i want the audience to really understand right so sometimes it seems like you're working 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 and you're actually getting a result mm -hmm. but what's happening is that you're building a solid foundation mm -hmm. so and all of a sudden you start reaping the ripple effect or actually the compounding effect you start to re actually reap the reward mm -hmm. you know and um, i think the biggest challenge for people who are starting is sometimes they feel like they need it now. I want it today. I want it tomorrow. I want it yesterday. So yes, at the beginning of the year, I wanted to raise three million pounds. And six months, eight months, you know, nine months, even the tenth month, even close to the end of eleven months, that's when I actually started seeing the limelight. You know, and you know, going into the twelfth month, and you know, and I'm and I'm getting some very very you know serious 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 agreements and principles, and. I could have actually lost up completely but again going back to what i said before what got you here won't get you there you have to understand that this thing is serious mm -hmm. you know when it comes to raising money when it comes to building an extraordinary business what investors want to really see mm -hmm. is results you know who are you basically all right what have you done mm -hmm. right right and because it's it's numbers based it's facts based if you can't deliver numbers and facts, they're not going to invest with you. It's as simple as that. Experience as well. Sure. So for me, those are things that has actually transformed the rooms that I'm in. Mm -hmm. I'm able to hold and have a very serious conversation Got and it. I'm able to follow through uh, that process. And again, something else I like to share is that sometimes you have, you, you can start building this relationship with this high net worth individual. Mm -hmm. They might not invest in you initially. Doesn't mean no. 
Sure. It means that they just want to watch a little bit more and then they're going to invest with you. Got you. So for me, being able to be in these rooms where I'm having these very engaging conversations, leading somewhere where they're talking, no, I don't have it. Let me introduce to this person. I don't have it. Let me introduce to the next person. Uh, that's because they can actually go and check and see you know where i am in where i'm where i'm being found mm-hmm. what people are saying about me got you you know and, and that's really helped me achieve some tremendous results eventually you know got looking you. back now got you. you know as of the time we're having this podcast that you know what initially 2023 wasn't the year where i thought you know easily by by the 10th month i would have achieved so many things you know uh which is stretching myself beyond what i've achieved before uh, and i was i was almost writing it off and then a couple of weeks ago i wrote it back up got so it. don't be too quick to write things off that's really good hold advice that's really just good hold, advice. hold on to it all right well look thanks for telling me about your challenge from last year yeah what's on the horizon for 2024 for you property wealth your property business your portfolio very good question um i think at the big again i said i wrote a plan down in you know way back and last year i wrote down and i said we we want to build a hundred million pound in assets nationwide in the uk all right and 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 that portfolio we want a minimum net we want a net you know, at least 1.2 million pound a year. Sometimes the reason why I pronounce these things out mm-hmm. and I share, the reason why I share my visions out loud is that the Bible says in the book of Abacock to say, write the vision down, play it on tablets. You know, for those who are Christians, it says, so that you might run with this. Yes, write it for the whole world to see. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You don't have to be a secret. Let it, let it all out for the whole world to see. Because sometimes, yes, people are going to listen and be inspired by it or people are going to listen to say, you're just talking. But, but at least you know you've written it down, you said it out, you and it's another way of you holding yourself accountable, and then you know that's what you're working towards as well. For 2024, I think is the real materialization of the plan. So we said, you know, I stated and I wrote this to my team. Obviously, you're part of that now. And I said to my guys at the office last year in 2012, so 2022, I said, we're gonna go and own a property in every city. So whether being that us. Or whether that being for our client and what that gives us the ability to do is because yes we're quite heavy in educating people mm-hmm. we want to be able to do property deals in every single city all right as one of the fastest growing diverse community group all right that is owning properties across england and this year we managed we bought a few properties in leeds all right we bought a few properties in newcastle last year we bought a few properties, uh, um, you know, a few deals coming through at the moment in Manchester. So already that's three cities. Actually, the fourth city, Bristol, as well. Okay, you're doing Bristol so, as well. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, all these different cities that we've already done one deal or two deals coming through. Again, a lot of this content is not yet published mm-hmm. they, they're going to be coming out by the way so for those of you who want to watch a lot of our property vlogs they're being released on sundays at at uh, 6 p.m so make sure you you go and watch um stay tuned to those to that particular channel uh, uh, you know to watch uh playlist to watch property content on property vlogs on the sunday so in the new year what we're going to be doing is to following through that process each city is with at least a minimum of three to six projects each city is minimum of three to six projects so 
that give me that would then give me the ability to almost like it's like it's almost like playing a monopoly game yeah you know so at any given point in time should any member of our world soccer community should our client myself my projects should we be doing a deal we have case study that is already established that is owned within our portfolio and guess what lenders love it lenders love the fact that you can tell them you have a property owned between the within a one two three to five miles away and this is the rental income this is the valuation of the property they love it so one of the reasons why i have had high valuation in the south where for example there's a property in my portfolio the valuation is about 1.1 million and on the same road i have another property being developed which i'm doing the same thing all right and i know it's going to even be worth more than 1.1 million i have another property on the same road initially way back was valued at 900 950 pounds when i refinance that property it's going to be worth 1.2 anyway so lenders love the fact that you're not telling them what you assume or maybe what you saw on the data but actually what is actually proven that another lender from it you know another lender compared to themselves has actually lent to you and as well as you can also show tenancy agreements that actually property a that i have on the same road rents for this amount above the rental market statistics of the area so they love it so for me in the year 2024 i think it's gonna god willing being on our side that's a year where you know we're gonna go and you know start achieving you know the three to six three to six three to six acquisition pi city and that actually allows us to expand our portfolio not just for our our personal self but for our community and our clients so when we're building a portfolio for a client who is looking to acquire an asset and we tell them okay that's what the end result is going to be is backed is is fact based of what has been achieved yeah that's a really good uh way to bring a client on board say look this is exactly what you'll get in this location this is exact rent this is the reason you'll get that is because i've already done it yeah or one of someone in the community has already done it yeah and it must do quite a lot for your your network right you probably know the builders there and the local agents the valuers exactly it's like charlie there's a, one of my students uh graduate now charlie so charlie actually bought a house on the same road as me so charlie paid i think it was about four either between 390 or 425 so mm -hmm. i own it there's a road i own a property in the south here mm -hmm. uh south of england you know london and this particular property um he bought it for i think about 425 or 430 and he spent about 185 on it or less i think he spent around about 165 or 185 on it and the gdv best case scenario was 700 uh all right and by the time he finished he got 700 he got seven hundred thousand pounds on the deal. On that road, I his prop though his property was even smaller. His rooms were smaller, mm -hmm. you know. And I already had a property that was worth eight hundred thousand on that same road. Mm -hmm. He was still able to get seven hundred. So I'll give another ex example is Anthony Howell. Uh, I have a uh, Anthony Howell. He did a conversion. All right, five five miles away from, you know, of one of my property. He got eight hundred thousand pound revaluation. When the when he was preparing his valuation pack, he can actually when he did his valuation pack, he actually took my all right and actually took my own AST ASTs as well and attached it as a bundle and gave it to the valuer who was coming to value his property from a different lender because he was a first time landlord, so he had to go with a different lender. So okay. particularly on that road, I was with Lend Invest, so he went through. 
uh, I can't remember the name of the lender he went with now, but him being able to pull out four valuation reports, six um, AST contracts from my, you know, uh, portfolio and present it over as a as a pack inclusive mm-hmm. uh, to a lender, he got eight hundred thousand pound revaluation. He made four hundred thousand pounds from that one deal. So, and that's the kind of result that I want to produce for my World Circle students and my communities and as well as my clients. So, is though it's not guaranteed, but it's almost like secure. A good example it's of what's good being done already. Secured. What's yeah. been done already. And that's one of the things I love about property. It's been, it's been done before you can achieve similar results in the same location. That's when you do due diligence. What are you doing due diligence on? You're doing due diligence to find comparables, comparison. But what makes it so exciting is you're not pre- you're not presenting comparables of what somebody told you about. You're presenting facts comparables, mm-hmm. facts comparables to a lender to an investor. One, they're going to invest with you. For a lender, they're going to lend to you, and that's what I want to create. Amazing, great that you've got so many examples to give to uh, your students and people in your community. Say, look, this is exactly what it's going to be. You even give them your ASTs. To, to show is it give it give it straight give give you the ast sometimes even give you the bank statement to show yeah actually look this is the rent this is the rent for this room room five room five homes there road mm-hmm. all right rooms five 69 homes there road for example room one one two nine homes there road room room four you know uh, uh number one two seven uh wickford road for example and it's all the same locations it's amazing well, just as, as a last question, yeah. Dr. Daniel, um, I'd, I'd really love to get your take um, on the market itself. I know in 2023, it's been slightly turbulent for, for some investors. Yeah. It's been a lot of, um, you know, external factors, inflation being a big one of those. Yeah. A lot of uncertainty in the market. Yeah. Um, now, in December 2023, we're coming to a point in which inflation is coming down. The data does suggest this. Uh, lenders are competing with each other. Um, to lower rates, to have more competitive, uh, you know, mortgage offers for for clients. Yeah. Albeit looking more positive moving forward, what is in your mind as you're a businessman? You must you forecast the hurdles ahead. What challenges do you think may come up for a property entrepreneur or investor over the next twelve months in 2024? I think definitely. Uh a lot of people who have been in the game for a while they're going to make more money if they keep investing Mm -hmm. those who are coming into the market obviously need to learn one of the most important skill okay right one of the most important skill in this industry is creativity you must have an open mind as a property investor as a property entrepreneur you have to have an open mind Mm -hmm. see the people who are going to make money in 2024 are people with an open mind that's number one Number two, people who are going to make money in property in 2024 are people who understand the power of leverage. In the US, this is something I learned from one of my mentors in the US, the power of leveraging. You know, leveraging is the biggest way to wealth creation because I have come to the point and conclusion you are never going to have enough money to do real estate. So if if, if that is the fact, then you have to be good at leverage. How do you how do you leverage debt? How do you re-leverage debt? How do you structure debt? And how do you restructure debt? Let me tell you, the government himself don't have money to run projects. The government doesn't even have the money to run the economy. Do you know what the government is good at doing? 
printing money, borrowing. They good in printing money. They good in borrowing. Above all, they keep they good in restructuring, and they good in leveraging. Does that make sense? And that's what you have to learn. You have to learn to to re-leverage. Let me tell you about banking institutions. So, the bank, if as big as Backlist, every single customer go to Backlist and pull their phones out of Backlist today, there will be no Backlist. Mm-hmm. The bank will crash. Sure. But what the bank does is they're so good in keeping the customers happy. One, they're so good in offering the service. They're so good, all right, making you feel welcomed. So you keep leaving your money for them to keep trading that money. And that's what entrepreneurs need to be able to do. Entrepreneurs need to be able to make their investors be like, you're the sweetest girl in the room. And nurture that relationship so badly. Because the more they keep their money with you, the more you can acquire more assets and those assets are going to appreciate in value and you're going to wait for the appreciation to take place so you can re-leverage and pay your investor off. It's a time game. I'll give you an example, right? In 2020, I took about £300,000 from my investors. Took £300,000 in my investors in 2020. I built my first property portfolio, which went from about 1.5 to around about 2 million in the first, you know, in 2020. Now, when I took that money, I, I, I bought those assets. I added value to them, right? So that portfolio was not worth about, uh, say, for example, 2 million pounds. So I managed to, when I did the first refinance, I paid significant of my investors back. I only benefited from cash flow. So month in, month out, the tenant paid the rent. I paid a mortgage. I paid the cost of running the property and I'll make something you know good. Now I fixed those mortgages for about two years, right? But something happened to this particular location that I'm, you know, that I'm talking about where this property is worth about 2 million. Regardless, the market in that location actually went up by 8% between 2021 and 2023, mm-hmm. right? Now, some of those properties, you know, went up in value. Like I said, the location went up by 8%. So imagine if, for example, I, a property that I own for a million pounds went up by uh, 8%, what, how much equity is that? That's about 80,000 pounds, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Just by doing nothing. So by doing nothing, a property that I bought in 2000 for 1 million, for example, is going up by eight, you know, by 80K. So what do you do? You, if my mortgage was running out, I can either assess that 80K by actually re-leveraging on the new value. Even though I had already bought it, refurbished it, refinanced it, you know, in 2020, but it's gone up again by 80K. So, so again, I re-leveraged it, for example, and I took out, you know, a significant amount from the 80,000 pounds. That's just a a basic example. So let me give you another example. So there was a property that I owned and I, at that time, you know, year 2020, it was worth 700,000 when I, when I first refinanced it. When the mortgage went out, all right, recently, and I went back to the bank my rent at that time was about less than four four thousand my rent was about four thousand eight hundred pound and uh obviously rental income has gone up because there's demanding rent that same property now produces five thousand seven hundred and fifty pound rent so in less than a 
24 actually less than 18 months period the rent has gone up by one over a thousand pounds almost a thousand pounds right now the income has gone up by a thousand pound a month so times one thousand pounds for example times 12 that's twelve thousand pounds so if for example i was generating thirty thousand pound profit a year if i now add one thousand pound extra in the new year so twelve thousand pounds that's one thousand pounds a month so that's yeah. twelve thousand pounds plus thirty thousand pounds all of a sudden i'm earning forty two thousand pounds so the rent has gone up the value of the property has gone up i have now taken the new rental income plus the mortgage yeah the mortgage is run out i've now gone to the bank and say actually you know bank value this property because i think this and they agreed with me all of a sudden i'm able to re-leverage the same asset take as much money as i i want all right if i do have some investors i need to pay i can also go back because i've just leveraged from the bank and pay those investors up so the biggest skill you need to learn in 2024 was is the power to leverage the power to understand how to re-leverage assets in a safe way so that also you're not over geared as well sure. all right because if you become extremely over geared then then you might you might also burn out mm. so for me this is just some things that i think a lot of you know you know especially as a newbie investor you need to master it you need to learn it you need to do whatever you can to really understand how it works because it may not save you in 2024 but it may save you in 2025 or it may save you in 2026 so i learned this through when i, I bought my first investment property in 2019 you know i didn't understand it quite well but 2000 i kind of got a bit better 2021 i got better 2022 i basically obviously i've invested a lot of my in myself so and i just kind of understand how this works and in 2024 something else you know i am personally doing is i'm actually looking for how to transition into um getting big big pocket deep pocket investors so that we start to go to where's where you know i want to i want to be able to invest in other people's deal i want people to bring me a deal where i don't have to sit and i find it deals and be able to you know enhance on, on other people's uh, other people's deal so there's so much you know out there kind of look into 2024 what i i will advise and what i would love mm -hmm. to do i think i've been kind of able to share a bit of a information on what i'm looking to achieve I like the frame you gave with the the answer to the question. Yeah. So just so I've got, I've got you clear, the biggest challenge uh, that you see ahead is people not being creative. So essentially being a, a standard investor would help people understand why so many landlords are leaving the market, right? But then also to uh, to leverage as well. So creativity and leverage are the two things people are. Uh, you you foresee is yeah. if you don't ov overcome or use those if things you, if you don't if you, then you will be at a disposition yeah if you don't learn how to be creative mm -hmm. if you don't learn how to understand what leverage is and how to utilize it it's not you, you you're never gonna have enough money to do property well even if you had half a million pounds in cash or a million pounds in cash you buy a few properties and you've run out of money right yeah because i've i've seen someone who came to me the other day and said i have a five hundred thousand pounds in my account and i want to buy properties it's like how many properties can i buy and I said, you can buy as many properties as you can. It's like, okay. So I gave them a word and a few months later, they went and took three, 500,000 pounds and they bought three properties. 
They bought three properties and guess what they did? They actually went somewhere outside of London and they, they split 500,000 pounds above and I bought them the whole property cash. Okay. And then the property is generating, each of the properties they're making about, I think it's about 1,500 pounds because there's no mortgage on them. So they're making about 1,500 pounds or between 1,250 to about 1,500 pounds, you know, gross. That's what they're making. So now the next question was, um, they bought it. They came back, yeah, yeah, we bought it. And I'm like, okay, good luck, you know, fine. It's like, uh, but we'll have, we'll have to we'll have to buy more we'll like to buy more properties, so and we don't know what to do now, you know. So you can have cash, and you can buy assets, but the asset is not going to multiply itself. You're going to learn to re-leverage the assets plus the cash equity that you have in order for you to be able to 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 actually. The whole system is encouraged on debt, but you have to understand the difference between good debt and bad debt, and how to leverage good debt to duplicating wealth. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. I look forward to 2024 and uh, being creative and uh, using leverage. Absolutely. Good to have you, man. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you.